Alright guys, alright guys, alright guys. Let's get it started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the first ever, ever live, live and direct episode of Everyday Stories by Ade Tunde Dada. My name, call me, is Ade Tunde Dada. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Like this. Hold up. She is a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a pianist. I'm, I'm not done. She's, she's a fashion designer. She's a film composer. Hey, see, to her close friends, they know her as K, just, just K. But to us and the rest of the world, we know her as Kaline. She's an amazing alternative Afro singer and songwriter who has opened up for Grammy Award winning artists hey, like Shaka Khan. Hey, heavy something. Now, she has also opened up hey, for our very own, very own president, hey, Mohamedou Bari. <laughs> So Kalani, if you are here, please request to join this live. Hey! Hi! How's it going? Good, thank you. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. How's the quarantine? Um, <laughs> I just had breakfast with my husband, so I had to like rush and get here in time. So. No problem, no problem, no problem. <laughs> you have a <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. so this is the first live episode of everyday stories right <laughs> and so even though this is the live episode i already have an intro it's like this or live an intro intro question it's like this so for the two or three people you know in the back that do not know who you are please Introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Helene. I am a singer, songwriter, film composer, pianist. Um, and I've been doing music all my life. I started playing um, the piano when I was five years old, classically trained. So music has been like just embedded in, you know, my life. Um, and my kind of genre is Afro-Soul fusion, I'd like to say. Um, but like, yeah, it cuts across like so many different sounds. Based in Nigeria, um, trying to make things happen, trying to get to the big time. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. So, like this, question, question, question. So, I know when you were younger, at some point, you wanted to be an athlete. You know, and then at another point, you wanted to be an architect, and then at another point, you wanted to be an interior designer. So, how did music? How did pursuing music enter the equation? I mean, look, I think always doing music. It was just kind of like just not. No, I won't say natural, but I was just 
every school I went to, I would um, be involved in taking cl- music classes or whatever. So it was just like something that was just a part of me. So when I had other hobbies that I was really good at, like, you know, athletics, um, interior design as well, like it was just something that, you know, I've come to know now that is within the family. Like one of my aunties, like, is an interior designer and I, I'm a supporter for um, So music then became like, oh, I should take this as a career after my first degree. Uh, actually, no, sorry, before my first degree, my teachers were like, well, obviously you should go and study music. And my Nigerian parents were like, what is music? Like, how is that something to go and study? <laughs> so, so they were like, um, they begged my parents, like, no, like, you know, we've been, we've been training her to be a musician all this time, like in high school. So what, that's the next step for her. And they're like, no, she has to go to business school. So I think at that point for me, I realized, oh, like these people actually believe in me like this much to want to become a musician. Um, and that's when I started taking it seriously. So through those three years of being in business school, all that point I was thinking about, okay, how do I make this a career? And then I went to music school after that. And then from there. So yeah, so athletics and interior design, it was like a, a moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And the thing is that, think about a music career, right? The one thing I know for sure that it is not easy work. Mm. Not easy. Not easy. Like what? At all. <laughs> and so question 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 so during your years of teaching piano to little kids you know i know play shows in dive bars restaurants babysitting in new york city what's the one thing you enjoyed the most about that whole experience <laughs> very good question hmm i think the one thing that i enjoyed the most was being in new york and i know that sounds so vague but just the just the um the opportunity um to be in a place like new york for the period that i was in doing what trying to do what i was trying to do which is pursue music um it's something that i can never get back I even while I was there, there was a statistic um, going around that sports between forty and sixty percent of people in the world dream of one of living in New York. Dream of living in New York. Forty percent of the entire population of the world. Like so, it's a, it's a special place, and to have had the opportunity to actually just live there, have my own apartment there, and just try to like try to make it as a musician in New York. Like that's not something that everybody says, and. Just the experiences of like making friends there, um, making some amazing lifelong friends and um, doing gigs there, meeting musicians there, meeting different band members that, w- that came through with me in my life while I was there. Just that, just and being a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, I understand, I understand, yeah. understand. So in general, you enjoyed, you enjoyed the experience. Yeah. Oh, I, I miss it so much. So much. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now let's talk about an, ex- an experience on the opposite end, right? Let's talk about an experience that you definitely didn't enjoy, that you may have found a bit weird, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so... Or just in general? Being in just, New York. Just in general. And okay. so back, you know, let's, let's go back in the past. Back in 2014, a long time ago, you know, your, mani- your manicurist, you know, hey, <laughs> was stalking you. 
<laughs> I believe this this was in New York. And so I want to know how how did you find out about that? <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. How did I find out about that? Then she I think I was walking I was walking in the streets and then she runs mm-hmm. out says to me that she has a pic she saw a picture of me. Is that is that the story you're thinking? Yeah, about? I think so. She I think she was trying to get a closer look of your hair so she yes. could show her daughter. So yes. she uh, stalked you. <laughs> yeah. Saw me like walking across the street on the the zigzag and like she ran after me and was like, Oh my god, like yeah, like this is you. Like I took a picture of you a few days ago, whatever, and um this is you. Like I've been wanting to like know yeah, that was it. That was weird, but that that was not. That those are not like weird moments, like in comparison to the experience. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what would you consider a weird, or what's one weird moment that happened that maybe we don't know about? Should I tell you? Should I tell you and your followers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this wasn't. So I think the, the the weirdest thing that happened to me was actually in Boston. So I'll share this. I was in Berkeley College of Music, um, music college. Like I was, I was living. My first semester was with. Um, I had to live in halls. I was. With, I had a roommate, and she never ate. She never showered. She never did anything. <laughs> and there was a day I was just like chilling was listening to music and she you know how like you have your peripherals and you can sort of like you're focusing on you but like you can see things you know on either side yeah. and yeah. I just saw I just saw her fall and faint and I was literally like turned around and she was like on the floor and I was like going nuts I like I tried to wake her up and then I called uh, people to come into the room and like you know, everyone was just like so surprised. And then she came to, but they'd already called the ambulance. So like the ambulance came in. You know, this whole I'm saying this because this is like a Black Lives Matter thing. At the time, you know, Nigerians, we don't really we don't really um when we go to spaces like America, we don't think about Black Lives Matter too much. We we're not really thinking, oh, this is a racist moment or whatever. So I didn't really think of it like that. But like in hindsight, like I was being profiled when the ambulance came in, they thought that I had hit her or like I had done something strange to her. So, <laughs> so it, that was like talking about weird. They like questioned me. They were asking me like so many different strange things. And in the end, she had to defend me and be like, "You don't know, ho ho, like guys, like she didn't do anything. Like I fainted myself. I haven't been eating. Like I'm anorexic or whatever." So, <laughs> yeah, so tangent, but that's weird. If you want it weird, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely weird. And so when you saw her face, what was your first thought? Like, what was the first thought? Like, you, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I was... Then, oh, my God, I'm the only one in the room. Like, what happened? Like, how do I help her kind of thing? So I initially went to her, and then I had to run out and call people, and then she came too. So, I mean, I was like, did she die? Did she, like... What the hell, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, after you're after you enjoyed you enjoyed New York, enjoyed Boston, enjoyed people fainting, accusing yeah. you for, for random things, <laughs> you know, you finally said, ah, 
I am moving back to Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> Let me get out of here. And so when you moved back to Nigeria, did you have gigs and shows waiting for you? Or was it just more of like, let me get out of here? No, it was a mixture of things. I realized that New York, things weren't really going anywhere, like in the way that I wanted it to. Um, I mean, in my mind now, that doesn't make sense. But in my mind, in my mind time was running out, you know, but time doesn't run out. Forever. So um, I thought to myself, I had already built, um, established like a name for myself in Nigeria. I had been building one ever since I left to go to school in England um, before America. So I, um, I knew that there was a space for me, not necessarily waiting, but I knew that it won't be like the industry would be like, oh, who is this person? Like she's brand new kind of thing. I'd already had singles, videos I'd put out here. Um, so it was a natural transition. I just got to a point where, nah, this isn't working. I'm spending too much money. I'm not getting much money back, you know. So with the teaching and everything, I was on a special um, visa that I could only, like, do music-related work. Can you imagine that? After having, like, a business degree, like, I could only do music-related yeah. work. So that was difficult. Um, and I wasn't making enough money to, like, make rent and stuff. So I just said, yeah, it's no point come back and see what the space is like. I, I toyed with the idea of moving to London as well, but Nigeria ended up being... What, what was the main thing that, you know, you had London, you had Nigeria, right? So mm. what was the main, main thing that made home. you come back? Home. home. It being home, um, where my family was, and the fact that I had a name here already. So I, I wasn't, like, making, coming back from scratch, you know? And so once you came back to Nigeria, I believe like fast forward, fast forward just a bit, a small, small. And next thing you know, you're opening up for 10 time Grammy Award winning artist, Shaka Khan. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And, and so on that day, right? On, on that day, I know, I, I know, I know you were ready, right? Mm. But you're a microphone stand that day was like, no, I'm going to try to mess the whole thing up. So, <laughs> and so, question, what exactly happened during that, perform that, during that performance? I, oh my God. You sh I should ask you what happened. Because I know there's something about a stand, but I can't, yeah, I should, I should like, Impressed. I'm so impressed. Like, do I have short-term memory? I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> if I can remember, your, your microphone was then. I think you were playing piano, and it just kept going, kept drooping, drooping, kept going down. And yes. so I was like, I wanted to know, like, like what, like, how, like, what, what was going through your mind? You're like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, it happened to me several times before that, and it has happened several times since. Like, that's just a thing yeah. you know if, you, if you're not yeah. like down or bring your own microphone stand that you're used to things like that go wrong so I had to call my background vocalist or I think maybe I didn't have to call him he probably already knew so he just saw it dripping and I was struggling or whatever to like play. so he like runs yeah. to the rescue and like I think he either held it up for like a duration of a time yeah. um or he just like propped it back up to where it should be yeah but yeah those things happen you just have to just <laughs> 
always goes on either way. Like sometimes I've had to be like, guys, just give me a second. In the middle of the song, I'll be like, just give me a second. I'll be playing with my left hand or whatever, like trying to like <laughs> fix it mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you face when you face obstacle while performing, do you have like a protocol or do you just like, I'm there's no, past like there's no at all. Like it's uh, things happen in different ways, you mm-hmm. know, and situations. So you just have to know that. Okay. Well, the one thing I would say, because you know that the show must always go on. It's better yeah. if you engage the audience and, just be make them part of the situation. So if your mic is not working, like there have been times where my mic has stopped working and I'm just like, guys, just give me one second. Or I'll be like, you know what, you guys, why don't you sing to me or something? Just involve them in that mm-hmm. process. While if, if you can't go off stage, you know, then be on stage and be present. Don't make them bored. Don't, don't lose sight of the fact that their eyes are all on you and everything. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. important. That'll be the one thing. You just have to think on your feet and be creative. Yeah. And so staying on the thinking on your feet, right? Thinking on your feet. There was another performance, right? That you really had to, I don't know if you had to think on your feet, but there was definitely an unexpected, unexpected obstacle, right? And this was, I believe, July 21st, 2015. Your, 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 your performance of the national anthem for our very own <laughs> Mohammed Bouhari, you know? <laughs> I think when, when Obama invited him at the, I have the name of the meeting, but it's going on my head. <laughs> but, but I know you were ready for that, right? And yeah. I'm like, I have so many questions. One question, mm-hmm. how did that happen? Does someone on Buhari's team just call you, come on, come on perform for me? <laughs> How's that happen? <laughs> you know? So I had um um I had an auntie um by the name of Mo Abudu, <laughs> superstar Mo Abudu. Her birthday yesterday, happy birthday, auntie. Um she has been instrumental in like my progress as an artist, um, even like transition, especially from New York to Nigeria. So she was involved in that event, like she was I think it was Ebony Life that was actually bringing... No, they had an event for him. Um, so she was just like, well, Kalina is in, in New York. Why don't we fly her to... It was D.C. Yeah, fly her to D.C. And let's make this happen. She should sing the national anthem. So that's literally how it happened. Like, I think it was just fortunate that I was, like, on her radar and her team knew me. They could trust that I would, you know, do a good job and everything. And I'd sung, a national, I'd sung national anthems, like, through them before. So they, I guess they knew what to expect. They knew how I would yeah. be and all that. So, yeah, that's how it was. So they, they so Ebony, like, hooked you up. They came up with the hookup. You yes. know, because they were like, they could call anybody, but, like, let's call Kaline. I know she this team, you know <laughs> and so i mean that's all great but you know unfortunately you had to play at the back of the hall you know, and so <laughs> and so i know you were having a long day you know <laughs> you know having a very interesting day so I have a question, question, question. For everyone, you know, everyone else that has not performed for the president before, you know, <laughs> you know, um, 
Can you give us some behind the scenes info of what you did to prepare for that day? For that day. So I was like, when I got the call, I was freaking out. What am I going to wear? Sorry, that's just how women, that's how we think. We're just like, as long as I look good, that's the first thing. <laughs> so I remember like traipsing the streets of New York. I think I had like a day or two. They didn't give me much notice. So I had to like figure out what I was going to wear um, with just limited resources, funds or whatever. I had to figure out who's going to video this for me. Am mm. I going to be able to um, pay them enough to come with me? So I had this friend who I just hired as like an assistant to just help with everything. Um, and then... Um, National Anthems, I've been doing that for a decade already. Like, literally, I've been singing. At that point, I had, I had sung it several, several times. So I wasn't worried about, like, my rendition. I just had to just, just practice, maybe to change a few things here and there, make sure that I got the words right. Because <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> I had to sing both stanzas. Um so yeah, so that that was those were the things, and then lastly, I think I brought my keyboard. Actually, I had to. I brought my keyboard from from London, um, from um, New York. So that that was like just also tricky, just having to carry that around with my stand, and um, I think I brought my, my I brought everything. I think yeah. So all they were going to do was just plug me in, and I'll perform. So yeah, so that's what um, I do. I think there's one thing that you wouldn't know, which I'm happy about. Um, I missed my train. Wow. I missed my train. Like, I, from one connection to the other, I missed my train. And so my assistant, she had to go without me, make sure the hotel room was okay and everything. And then she, like, managed to get me, like, the next train. Because I think it was it was to do with my keyboard. Like, I couldn't get an Uber, and no one would take me with the keyboard or the the cars weren't big enough or whatever. Yeah, so that happened. Which, can you imagine? Like, you know, but that was the day before, luckily. It wasn't like, was it? The, yeah, it was the day before, so it was fine. And so yeah. when you when you missed the train, right, were you like, oh, this, this day is going great, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so um, when you missed the train, right, you were, were you still carrying your piano? Because I know you carry your, your piano around everywhere. And so I know you have like you, you carry it in style. You know you have <laughs> you have a bag. You have the you just go. <laughs> and so and so, I'm um, staying on that fact, right? Question, question, question. Are you still self managed? Hmm. Semi. Because I have help of my husband now, so. An amazing support, yeah. I don't. It's funny how people say, like, you know, oh yeah, my husband is. I have a husbander or a boyfriender, like, <laughs> you know, just end up falling that into that role. And it's so true, especially if you have someone like my husband who actually is really, really interested in the music business. He is. He has been in the music business um, for a while as well. So he just wants to just make it better, make life easier for me. Um, until we find a team that that actually gets the vision, because it's not it's not like there are no managers. It's just people who just connect with what I'm trying to do. Um, so yeah, semi, semi self managed, and my husband helps. Okay, so you're semi self managed. So mm-hmm. you semi have to be the accountant sometimes. You semi <laughs> have to be creative director. 
You semi have to be the stylist, right? And so, question, question, question. As a self-managed artist or semi-self-managed yeah. artist, right? How did you pull off a show under Falomo Bridge in Lagos? What a time, what a time. <laughs> so I thought the idea and I said I was going to do it. I'd already had a Just Kaline um, content series for about a year and a half at that point. So it was uh, it was something that had to do with doing interesting live experiences in interesting locations. So when Pali Alakija painted, you know, the columns at Palomo Bridge, they had a special area where people could start doing events and everything. So I was just like, perfect. Like, I really want to do something here. So... I got the band together. Everyone was excited. Um, so for, for, for big shows like that, I have to hire specific like team members, like specific people to fill certain roles. So I just, I create a team per show because not every, not, no one is like on a salary on monthly, month to month basis. So for a show, like a Kaline Light show experience, you need like wardrobe department, you need a choreographer, you need, of course, the the band leader who's music director is always there. Um, You need the lighting technician, you need the stage and set design. Um, So set design was kind of me, but I had to have somebody build the stage. Um, I had to get a lighting person. Um, I had two changes and my dancers had two changes, so I needed a costume person. My tailor was on standby. Um, sound, oh my God, sound. Major, 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 number one thing because it's it was an outdoor space. Um, there were cars going back and forth. So you needed to be, we needed it to be loud enough to like get people interested. We needed it to be lit up in an interesting way so that people who were passing by might want to turn around and come to the show <laughs> and then you wanted to create like a buzz like because in that area as well you have people who are just getting off work or you have bus conductors or Okada drivers or whatever who are, who just can stop and just come and watch and so we wanted that as well to give to give it that like you know a huddle effect of like you know what what could be going on here um, but we also had to have security because my target audience as well, they would they felt better knowing that Lagos State was providing security for us. So we got Lagos, Lagos State involved in giving us security. Um, so it was like a lot of a lot of like loose ends that had to be tied. Um, power was a major, major thing. So at about 30 minutes to the show, um, the generator packed up. So my team had to start looking for, you know, what to do. Yeah, they didn't tell me this until after the show. Yeah, hilarious. Not <laughs> so, um, that was a thing. Um, Jameson sponsored, so, so that we needed a sponsor so we could like provide drinks for people, just keep them at ease. Um, and then I had supporting acts. So for my shows, I usually like to like show, create a platform to promote people, other musicians. So I have for that show, um, I had two two musicians, cavemen and uh, another amazing guitarist whose name I'm forgetting right now. But yeah. So yeah, it's all, all so many elements and I just had to hire people that could fit the roles or to head different departments um, to make everything happen as smoothly as possible. And so 
after the show, when they told you the generator, <laughs> it went off. You know? What was your reaction? <laughs> I was like, well, well, kudos to you guys for not telling me before the show. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so if it happened during the show, would you have kept going? Would you have just um, like, you know what? I'm going home. <laughs> you know? I would have had to have kept going. Actually, you know what? I lie. My husband is going to like say, you're actually not even saying how bad it was. I think what actually happened was the generator packed up and they had been trying to get a gen the whole time and they couldn't and they didn't tell me and I went on to perform with Nepa. <laughs> and but did not take it throughout the entire time. <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so when they did tell me, I'm just like, thank God you guys didn't tell me because I'm not sure whether I would have performed because I, I wouldn't want it to now be a situation where it goes off and we're trying to figure out there's no other solution at that point. You're in the middle of Alamore, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a, tough, it's a tough question. I don't know whether I would have continued. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so a big part of your performances, you know, all your dances, you know, choreographed, you know, I, I've seen videos of you performing, like, all the rehearsals, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, like this, you, you're, the name of your band, right, you know, is the, are the craftsmen, I believe, right, and so, question, question, do your dancers have a group name? They don't, actually, that's so true. You're right. I just call them Kaline dancers. Well, you're right. They should have a name. They should have a name. We'll think about that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. And so, I guess with the dance groups, right? Staying on that same topic of a dance group. You, in the past, you know, you were in a Spice Girl dance group <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> right? Uh where, where I'm assuming you were a Mel B. I'm taking take Oh, actually. Oh. <laughs> got it, got it. Don't, don't, don't. And so, question, question, question. When and how did that happen? <laughs> I was primary school. Um, I can't remember what it, how old I was. Um, and I was, I was like really, really popular in primary school. Like I was doing everything, acting, singing, dancing, athletics. Like I was like, you know, I wouldn't say popular, but I was good at everything and people liked me. So I was number one in hundred meters relay in long jump. Like I was just like the person that was getting all the awards. So that when it came to like dancing and like fun day, um we I was like yeah let's just put a group together like I had like all my girls and we we put the Spice Girl group together we'd already been singing and performing their songs in like our bedrooms we'd have slumber parties and we'd perform you know their songs anyway with our you know hairbrushes and whatever so it was just a natural thing to just like bring it out into the world <laughs> so my mom like got my mom was like so hands-on like with us as like a mother like she would get us costumes for everything. She would just be on top of it. Like, so she immediately hired like a posh spice 
um, costume for me, and and that's that's how it happened. And we, I remember the day so so clearly. It, we, like my school, Saint Xavier School in Ikoi, which still exists, like he, um, it it uh, has a a landing before you go into like the playground area, like you take steps down. So we were on this landing area, and the DJ just started playing the music, and people didn't really know that something was about to happen. We just started performing, and then like just the crowds just gathered, and <laughs> we were like we were flexing and like doing all sorts of things. It was so fun. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And now, now as you as you've matured as a person, as you as you've grown, will you ever start another dance group? I mean, like like a proper proper dance group, not with your current dancers, or maybe get get the crew back. You know, reunite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think so. Well, never say never. So. No. Never, never, never. Awesome, 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 awesome. So I have a very very random question. That's this is very very random. It's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, right? Oh my God. Yeah. You say that my friend is on here, and yeah, so Tokumbo, but she's now known as Shakira, and she was like, "I was ginger spice, like beautiful memories." Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. <girl. laughs> I mean, so you guys are here, so you might as well <laughs> reunite, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are waiting. But uh <laughs> for sure, random question. It's like this. Which one of these do you love the most? Right? You can only choose one. One, one, right? Option one. <laughs> we have some hot hot. Puff, puff. <laughs> Option two. <laughs> we have some fresh off the fire. Suya. <laughs> hmm. Which of these two do you love the most? <sighs> One the other I can stay. It's a really tough question, man. You put me on the spot. <laughs> puff, puff. Puff, puff. You choose now, puff, puff. right? Moment. It's twelve. It's midday. It's it's twelve PM in the afternoon. Like yeah. No, I mean in general. In general. In general. In general. general Suya. I have Suya like every three days. Yeah. <laughs> or less. No wow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And so staying on the topic of Suya, you you even have a song called Mr. Suya. Yes, I do. <laughs> now, I have a question regarding that, right? Mm-hmm. Did you write that song before or after you realized your old Suya man was overcharging you? Because I know at some point, <laughs> you know, some other Suya man was, was overcharging you, you know? Trust me, I, I live here in Nigeria. I understand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so... <laughs> Was that song written before or after that uh, it experience? Before. It was written before because if it was written after, like it would have definitely been in the song. Hell yeah! Like to <laughs> make sure everybody that this is how much she should cost. Awesome. <laughs> okay. And so, Danny is saying like, yeah, that was an easy question. No, because he asked me. I thought you asked me like right now, like you know, puff puff. No, 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 right no, no, no. So not point. right now. But any, like, general, yes, yes, yes. 
Okay. Yeah, the thing is that I knew about the Suya Man song, so I was trying to set you up <laughs> for you to say Suya. <laughs> you up. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Golly>. me. <laughs> you know. But um, I think that so you've changed the you've obviously since COVID, you've changed the just Kalani concerts to the mm-hmm. just um um Kaline mm-hmm. session covers. Mm-hmm. Right now, how often do you do? I, I think you do them every week, right? Have you been consistent? I have, I have, yes. So, some I mean, I have like so, for example, this week I released um Ole by Tiwa Savage last week, um, Tiwa yes. Savage featuring Mali, um, and I was supposed to release one this week and it's ready to go. Mm. And in fact, give you a little exclusive because i like this interview it's championed by fireboy anyone who's listening is the next cover but i'm seeing so much buzz with the tiwa savage one that i kind of want to just like just keep it a little until i release the next one so yeah so that's the reason why otherwise i would have had it out since thursday so i think the tiwa savage one is about like twenty thousand views yo yo like i used to see the amount of saying as well on different platforms so i'm just hoping that it gets to her like you know people are started tagging her a lot more um so yeah this this one is a special one so i'm just giving it a little bit of time and then i'll drop the next one but okay. yes yeah, yeah 10 weeks so, like no it'll be nine weeks next week yeah. wow. Oh, wow wow so you've been super consistent right me too yeah. you know and there's, there's one thing i wish you were more consistent on you know there's there's a blog out there, you know, <laughs> called Dear Musician, you know, a musician playoffs, you know, some very key. Why are, you doing, why are you doing this to me? Well, you know, 2017, I think I don't know. It's been a while. So <laughs> when 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 are you bringing that back? <laughs> you know, this journey, like it's been amazing. Like I, at the time of dear musician and a musician in Lagos, like I just really had this dream to want to um, help n- n- other musicians and, and Nigerian musicians in the diaspora just navigate the music industry and stuff like that. But the reason why it stopped at that time was because I didn't really, um, I didn't have the capacity like to do what I wanted to do in terms of telling them about the different venues and the different studios and how much they charge, what facilities they have. Like, that was, like, my real dream. Um, And then also, I wasn't as tech-savvy in a way as I guess I am now, where um, I want, you know, understanding the analytics aspects of this. I'm sure sure you seem more techie. Like, you seem like a geeky, nerdy type. Is it true? (laughs) (laughs) wasn't as good as at that as I as as I am now but now I'm really more interested in in appealing to still musicians but just not not I, I don't think that it's I don't I don't know that there would have been growth there I'm not sure I'm not sure the need or there was value there so I'm kind of just trying to figure out what's what the next thing is um I do want to like continue my vlog I have a vlog do you know that I have a vlog yes okay so 
yeah there's a lot going on i i want to just be as whatever i start i don't want to like stop i want to just continue and i want to know that there's really value being given so that's the reason mm. no i think it's because i went through it and like is there some solid information about like you no know, clients right yeah. do you have one title that i really liked it was like a, a good performance does not guarantee applause something yeah. Something in the lines of that. I was yes. like, okay, wow. And I read through the whole article. You know, the, the people in New York were out here giving you stress, yes. <laughs> you know? And so, but you got past that and came back yeah. to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk about your latest, latest single. You know, thing I, like, I've literally been <laughs> jamming to this thing like the last couple of days or weeks. Um, quarantine with yes. uh, Lucky Pop, you right? Now, oh, yeah. you've, you've known Laddie Puff for, for a while, right? You know, you've known him for how many years now? Um, hmm, Bogo Beery days, I'd say maybe 10, 10 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, how, and how did you meet him? Because I know, like, I saw maybe, like, in the past, you guys were in a Afropolitan magazine. It was him, and it was you, and so and so. How did you guys meet? We we met at Bogobiri. Like, um, okay. I mean, our family went to school. Like, our parents went to school together, but we didn't. We weren't really close um, growing up. But um, we, yeah, Bogobiri. Like, with the days of like Tarua and um, open mic nights and everything when I was trying to just like make a name for myself I was still like abroad but I was coming back often to do things like that and I would remember like you know he would do an open mic and I would run after him and be like yo that was so dope and then I would do the same and I'll be leaving and he'll come after me and be like yeah we should work together work together um no no neither of us like he wasn't signed you know at the time of course and I wasn't even sure what I was doing like you know with my genre so it was almost I was like testing it out I was testing my my genre out to an audience to see whether it would work i was i had just i was still at berkeley so i was starting to play and sing at the same time trying to make it like really cool and groovy and like interesting to watch um and also just see like what the crowd would how how it would um resonate with them so yeah those were like the days when i would see ladipo like a lot more and i'm so happy that finally we were able to do something together because he's like incredible yeah Definitely, definitely, definitely is. Now, keeping it on the same topic of like collaborations, right? You know, you've collabed with, you know, she's a different type of artist, right? I've um Polly Alakicha, really yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like she paints cars. One time yeah. you were singing while she was painting a beetle, like the beetle sessions. I'm yeah. not I'm, I'm correct. <laughs> um, and so you even have like a, a piano, I believe, like in your house that to use you as inspiration, right? Yes. <laughs> and so how, like, were you just there when she painted it? I can say, and then... <laughs> I actually was. In fact, I should show that footage. Um, I, I would go there, like, over, like, a period of three or four days, I would just pop in and she would just be there, like, painting away. Because she had my um, drawings of my hands. She knew that I liked frangipani flowers. She had the drawing of, like, profile of my face. Um, so I would go and just see like how it was getting along and you know one day hoping hoping that I would like be able to buy it from her and then she just delivers it as our wedding present so that was amazing 
<laughs> and so will you guys do you guys ever plan to collab again in the future? Um we haven't talked about it, but I'm sure it's in the works. I'm sure she's always, <laughs> she always has ideas. Um even Salomon Bridge, like in a way it was like a collaboration because like that is such a special place um and that resonates with her. Like, you know, she painted the columns and everything. Um she brought that place to life. So in a way that was also like a kind of partnership. And I think she she was there for a bit for the show. Um but um yeah, she always has such incredible ideas that she's working on and I'm sure that there'll be a way to plug in again at some point. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so Question, question, question. There's, let's let's move to place, right? Does okay. what 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 does Balogu market? You know, <laughs> what, 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 what does that mean to your career? You know, because I know yeah. you're, you're going there all the time. You have your tailor for me. You know, <laughs> you know, doing your thing. <laughs> and so, what does what what's that place mean to your to your career? You know. Uh. It means humble beginnings is what I would call it. If I was to do, if I was to write an article about Malugu Market, that would be what it would be called. Um, and I love that place. Like I, the thing is, I hope that when I actually do become famous and like I can't, you know how Beyonce says that like, you know they just can't go anywhere. They people have to follow them, get mobbed. So when that happens, right? I. I hope that I'll still be able to go to Balogu Market. Like, I feel very strongly about that. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to be going, I want to go to, like, you know, those, like, dark, you know, very, very narrow streets where you can, can't even... You have to wait for one person to come before you can go where they sell all the the um, the accessories, like, for all the beads and all the fringes and everything. Oh, just thinking about it now. Like, it means so much to me. And... I, I went there way before I started like designing costumes. Like I would go there with my um my cook, my parents cook, and we would just go just looking around because I just really liked I'm I'm a cheapskate, so I love buying cheap clothes. Like that's just my thing. Like even in I would go to like thrift stores because I like finding unique things else has, but that is like also very, very low in price. So I would always like look for things there. Um and they had just they had really cool things. So um, after that, I started going to like more of the costume, the, the fabric section, learning more about fabrics, learning more about the accessories, learning more about how to put different fabrics together, what works well for stage, what works well under the lights. And just having that opportunity to now go with my tailor and, you know, have those conversations with the people and speak to them about, OK, this is too heavy Um Maybe I need to do this. Will this work? Will this like move well with the choreography? Will this not like um, touching the fabrics, making sure that it was what I wanted? Yeah, so many, so much went into it, and like I, I can only wait to like go back again, like very, very soon when you know I guess it's safer with COVID, um, and um, yeah, have those experiences. So. And so, when you were in the market, how was like your pricing? Like, could you can can, can you take down the price easy? <laughs> Initially, then, I was being like robbed in daylight for sure. People, I'm sure people were charging me something for twenty thousand that was probably three. But mm-hmm. now you can't cheat me. Like you just cannot. Like I know, I know it too well. I know it too well, too well. So um, it's, you should make a song about that. I should, you know. 
I should. I will. I will. Maybe I will. Sure. And so, um, your tailor, right? She's been she's been with you for a while, I believe. And yeah. and she makes like all almost like almost all of the outfits that you did yeah. you go on with, right? Have you ever had like maybe like where maybe the material uh is maybe too hot because of the lights maybe your dress yeah. has that ever has that ever happened before? Definitely, yes. I, there was a time um, actually, this wasn't 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 something she made. It was made by another designer, um, an Astro K like suit, mm-hmm. like suit. And I was performing at Jazz Hall. And if you know Jazz Hall, it's like very very confined. Um, it's a very intimate space. And I don't know, maybe maybe it was just too many people in the space. So the ACs weren't really working well enough, and I was like drenched, drenched. I mean, literally, like, to the point where people were asking me if I was okay. Like, at the end of the show, I remember Bez came came up to me and was just like, are you not hot? It <laughs> <laughs> was too funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really bad. All my, my band members, I think they were wearing, they were probably wearing white shirts. At the time, we were going for more, like, um, James Brown, tailored, you know, um white shirt black suspenders you know all the band members kind of look so um they you could see like all the sweat patches and everything like yeah and all the pictures it was crazy but that was one experience so you, you see that you can see the sweat patches in the pictures yes that's how bad it was <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow wow okay sure and so last but not least right at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, right? Mm. What do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy. I want people to remember me for being that artist who was um, authentic, who carried the world along with her journey. Um, who learned lessons along the way about um, just how to just be human and how to be, how to win in life um, and carry everybody along through music. I want to be able to inspire other creators to know that um, you can actually just do like what resonates like with you. Yes, you have to involve the wider audience. You have to understand what people want, but um if there's something that has been placed in your heart, um, in a in a special like, don't lose sight of it, and really, really stay true to it, and never lower your standards, no matter what environment you're in. Create your own. Environment. You have to, and I actually, and I really mean that. Create your own ecosystem if you have to. Um, if you're in an environment that is not conducive um, for what you're trying to do. Um, Remember that you have to, okay, this is me giving advice. Okay, but you ask my legacy. Legacy, I just want to be remembered for being um, extremely excellent at what I do and make the world better through it, through the things, through music primarily. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Make the world better through music primarily. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Yes, we have come to the conclusion of this interview. Oh, so thank you so much for coming on. This is the best interview I've actually ever had. I'm actually being so serious. 
And thank so, you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate the questions, and I really liked the research. Like you reminded me of things that I have totally like forgotten about. That you know, you know, just when you're going through life, you forget things that <laughs> made the difference. Your 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 come up. So yeah, I really really appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. I think I saw a comment. I think someone wanted to ask you a question. And so before we go off, if you have a question, please ask them now. Please do. Please, please, please do. Please do. Please do. If you have a question, if you have a question, do you go live often? I actually don't. I really should do it more. Um, Okay. Chef Odidi asked, um, how about coming to our event this year? It's called Abuja Jazz and Fashion. I would love to just like send me send me more info and we'll make that awesome. happen. Um, would you like to come to okay? He's asking again. Yes. Yeah. So I would love to. Please let me know more details. Um, and so when when the last time you were in Abuja? Um, very recently, about a month ago. Were you just here to record? Because I know you've recorded it here before. Yes, um, I've recorded with that. Do you know Ata Otiba? Ata Otiba. What? His name sounds so familiar. He's he's he's, um, a producer to the stars. Like if 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 I may, like he's so he's incredible. Um, he's um done work with um with Seth with Lindsay um Abude. With Rubunu, with um, Jeremiah Giang, I believe. Um, yeah, he's done stuff with quite a few people. So I, I just like his sound, and he's yeah. So he's based there. So I've come, but the last time I came, what did I come for again? Okay, just some meet. Some meet. Sure, 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 sure. And the thing is that I have to bring it up again because I literally do listen to it every day. Quarantine, <laughs> and so that song is like something else and so you should definitely like run some ads on youtube with that song or, or, or something trying to like push it more like it's finally getting like really good themes on on spotify but i will push it more um we're still working on a video so stay tuned definitely. yeah and even the like, candles in the beginning like is that like stock footage or did you literally light candles and film it for the lyrics so oh, a bit of both. I, I listen. Right. Like I'm, I have some merch like that. I am still yet to like actually put out, but um, okay. I'll show you. Uh, this one. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I can see. I can see it. Yeah. Yes. So, so I lit some of them, and then some is like stock footage as well. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so I think we have a question here. Yes, I have a question and suggestion. You already talked about the suggestion, which is for one to create one's desire. What would add to that? What I would add to that is for one to apply oneself to the society. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. Like you can't just be, you know, a one woman or man show and not take into consideration like the environment and like who you're speaking to because we're in a we live in a world with people. So um you do have to pay pay attention to that um and be involved um about applying oneself to one society resonate to the society where one is yes definitely i agree i agree and i had to learn the hard way like you can't you can't just be a silo like 
doing your own thing. If you're doing music for yourself, then that's fine. But if you're trying to do it for the world, then you have to know what people want. You have to understand um, the, your, the spaces that you're in. And in as much as you want to do your own kind of style, you know, mm-hmm. if you make that pure, then collaborate with other people and try and mix your sound or whatever. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. We have like 30 seconds left. So I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, uh, if you haven't already, download Dream (laughs) Quarantine. You have to, please. (laughs) And so, um, like I said, so my name is Tunde. She's Kalani. And thank you for tuning in to this live episode. Oh, first ever live episode of Everyday Stories. I'm definitely going to keep doing this. <laughs> and so, awesome, awesome. Thank you again. Thank you again. And I guess Bye. we'll talk later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.